Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this and a little of that, and we get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. How are y'all this week? Sorry the episode's a day late. I have been a little out of it lately, trying to get back in it. I have a couple of fun treats for you this episode, but before that, I have one call to action. What I want you to do is call your senators and tell them that you want them to vote no on SESTA. For those of you who are less familiar, SESTA is a bill that is purported to help protect against sex trafficking, but what it's actually doing is cracking down on free speech on the internet and making it less safe for sex workers to do their jobs. So what it does is it makes companies like Backpage responsible for speech that users post on their systems. As you can imagine, that would have huge ramifications for companies like Facebook or Craigslist or pretty much any website that you use that has a comment section suddenly becomes accountable if people use their platform to commit a crime. So it would have a huge chilling effect of speech on the internet. It would affect all of the ways that we use the internet pretty much. And also it means that sex workers are forced to literally be on the streets as opposed to using the internet to find clients. If you want to understand more about why SESTA is not good and why it's not supported even by most organizations that are working to end human trafficking, go read Alana Massey's piece at Allure. It's fantastic. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. But if you just look up Alana Massey and SESTA at Allure, you're going to find it. And she explains the whole thing. She's a former sex worker and she explains the whole thing chapter and first. But what you need to know is that most sex workers and most folks who are working to end human trafficking don't think SESTA is a good idea. It's not good for free speech on the internet. It's reactionary. But I think a lot of senators don't really understand it. So here's that place where I want you to hit pause, call your two senators, tell both of their staffers that you want the senator to vote no on SESTA because they're going to vote on this thing any minute now. And then when you do that, come back and press play and I'll share a few fun things with you. 
All right. Thanks for making those calls. Here's your reward. I got to be on Dear Sugars, you guys. Some of you have already tweeted about it and and talked to me about it um, because it was so great and so much fun. Dear Sugars is the advice podcast hosted by the amazing Cheryl Strayed and Steve Almond, both of whom are literary heroes of mine. Um, And they asked me to come on and give some advice to letter writers who are struggling with issues that feature consent questions. I'm going to give you this little piece out of context a little bit. I'm not going to give you the question that we're responding to because I just want to give you the flavor of the conversation and how complex we get to be. So here's a clip of me and Cheryl and Steve helping out a listener. This is fascinating, right, Jacqueline? I mean, I think there are two things happening that, that deserve to be teased out here. She's asking a question about is it okay if she likes these things? And the answer is yes, absolutely. It doesn't make it okay for men to assume that every woman will like these things. And that's the issue we're talking about. But I don't actually hear her liking these behaviors. When you hear her language, she's saying that she's letting them do things she's allowing and worrying about their feelings and and indulging. I don't hear, again, we talked in the first letter about feeling desired versus feeling one's own desire. Right. And I don't feel anything from her that says, I really like this kind of attention. Right. What I hear is a woman who has become convinced, has learned that this is what's to be expected and it's best to go along with it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that makes me both sad and angry that this is not about whether or not she's a feminist or a slut. And I want to say for the record that I'm both a feminist and a slut. You know, that's... Um, <laughs> so am I. Jacqueline, that's, that's exactly what I thought when I read that line. I was like, wait a minute. Yep. Since when were these things, you know, uh, you, know uh, you, you can be both. We're yeah, all, you we're can all absolutely both. be both. And I also want to be really clear and say that she's not at all responsible for the predations of these men and for their behavior. Right. Uh, They're responsible for their own behavior. Well, and it's interesting because this letter, I relate to it in in some ways, because especially when I think about my younger self, I remember when I was a, a freshman in college, I had just turned 18 when I started my freshman year. So I was very young and I'd had one lover, um, in high school, but, you know, I was new to, uh, sort of a lot of like the kind of, you know, casual sex stuff. I hadn't really done that. And I was hanging out with some boys in their dorm room. And a couple of things happened. One is that there was this book of all the freshmen, photographs of all the freshmen. And the boys told me that they had um, gotten together and looked at all the pictures of all the freshman girls and rated them on a scale of one to 10. And um, they told me I was like an eight and a half or a nine or something. And, and I was both flattered and, and worried, like, well, but why wasn't I a 10? And at one point I got mm-hmm. up um, to use the restroom or something. And, and I, when I came back, the man who had told me I was an eight and a half or nine um, said to me, you're a hard on waiting to happen. And um, oh. <laughs> I know it's so terrible. <laughs> and then, and, and, you know, the story gets darker because that, that same man about two hours later almost raped me. And of course, I never, you know, told anyone or reported him or, and I, and frankly, it was years before I really thought that he'd done something wrong, even though he'd actually been kind of physically violent with me, like actually trying to force himself on me. Um, but, and, and it goes back to the way I felt when he looked me up and down and said, you're a hard on waiting to happen. Because even though I feel repulsed now, what I felt then mm-hmm. was powerful 
and mm. beautiful and like, yes, like th this guy thinks I'm attractive. I'm going to leave it there, although she says a lot more after that. Go listen to the Consent Part 1 episode of Dear Sugars. It's so good, I promise. And it was like a heartwarming thrill. All right. I have one more fun thing for you in this episode. It is an outtake from last week's show, Fun Famine, with the amazing dietitian Rebecca Scritchfield. I asked her during the show, you know, if the other dietitians sort of reject her because she doesn't exactly go along with the, the nutritionist party line. And she sort of we sort of laughed at it at the time. But then I, I got a chance to go back around and say, like, no, really, what is it like with your colleagues? And here's what she had to say. Uh, in some cases, there have been things that have happened to my face. So, for example, I had somebody get into my face, like literally in my personal space with a pointed finger and just kind of said, you know, like, I don't agree with health at every size. And I was like, tell me why. And she's like, well, you can't be healthy at every size. And I, what I've learned to do is decide whether or not somebody was like helpable and worthy of my labor. And I took, I just took a deep breath and I said, oh, thank you for the information. I said, you know, here's a website where you could learn more and read the principles because in the end she didn't know the damn principles or she wouldn't sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you, know, but, you know, but the fact that she could be so angry that I was trying to encourage compassion and personal choice and pursuing health and that it wasn't a moral obligation. I mean, health at every size is a social justice movement. And she felt so angry and threatened by by me promoting size diversity that she could get into my physical space for it. Or I've Jesus. been teased by other dietitians. Oh, really? So what, how do they tease? What's dietitian teasing like? Oh, it's totally like playground bullying shit. But um, for example, we had this, uh, it was like a chef competition. We were invited to this event. And I had, it was after the competition and uh, we got second place and a really cool prize. Uh, but anyway, um, I had went over to some of the other dietitians. And as soon as I showed up, they were talking about something and then they just kind of stopped and they said, Oh, well we can't say that. And no judgment, no judgment because Rebecca's here and she doesn't believe in judgment. Mm. And it just sucks because again, I take my deep breath and part of me, I remember the little poor girl who was lucky when she got a bowl of fruity pebbles or whatever, you know, and just kind of like, no, we're connecting to that version of me. And also, people who I've met through years of doing this work, that it's that it's about the people I really care about and not trying to fit into people who aren't really open to it. Because in the end, they both had, you know, that sort of tall, white, thin privilege, plus money, plus skilled yoga experience. So it's like the center of their world is getting into certain yoga poses. And I just, I don't want to be saying that was the most important thing I did on my deathbed, you know? So it's a lot of self-care I have to do. Yeah. I mean, it's still exhausting because you still have an emotional reaction to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be like, you know, you don't want to feel like um, that you're doing something that is against nutrition and health, because I do believe in the idea of we can help people have better lives through self-care and well-being and stuff. It's just... I, I thought that to mean growing up that that meant dieting and perfect eating and all this stupid stuff that I'll now realize is not true and actually that it is oppression and that it actually stole 
lots of things from my childhood and even childhood sexual experiences that it stole from me. And even like I spent most of my life faking orgasms. My first real one wasn't until I had a vibrator and I was alone. And thankfully I felt less shame because my husband and I like bought it together and, you know, I just had to kind of do my thing with it. But like, you shouldn't be in your forties and having your first orgasm. And there's a whole lot of reasons why that happened. Yeah. I would be pissed if I were you. (laughs) Did you know I'm making up for it? (laughs) I feel like you might've even shared this. I I might've gotten it from you, but there was a piece that went around right around new year's about new year's resolutions and willpower. And we talked about this a little earlier and about how willpower isn't like a really good way to accomplish things because it's like this finite resource. Um, and that instead that we should be trying to accomplish our goals by drawing on pride, gratitude, and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking about that so much since I read it. And it's, I think it's just so much about what your work is about. Yeah. And like a meaningful life, you know, like yeah. we can really easily compare someone else's bank account or cars or the materialistic things. Those don't actually on your deathbed, you're not going to be like, Ooh, I'm so glad I had that sweet car, you know, and was a jerk on the road. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, um, but it is, again, it's money is power. And so just continuing to acknowledge that there, there are external sources of power, but you also have the power of choice to some extent. And so how can you within your abilities use your power of choice to help make your moment a little bit brighter, your day a little bit brighter? What impacts can you make with your family and friends and people who you really care deeply about and letting that be enough and savoring in that we've got to just decide that we like being alive and that we want to take more meaningful action in ways that we think will help us experience more happiness and joy and more positive emotions. Again, that's Rebecca Scritchfield. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, Fun Famine, and you liked that clip, you know what to do. It's a good place to end, I think. Uh, And I think we're out of time. So thanks for listening. If you have an advice question or a topic you'd like the show to cover, definitely hit me up. Also, make sure to check my website, JacquelineFriedman.com slash events, because I've got a bunch of live stuff coming up in the next couple of months. I just added a few things to the April schedule. I'll be mostly in the Northeast, but also in Dallas in May. Uh, And if you want me to come out to be where you are, also get in touch. My email address is unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at JacquelineF. I'm on Instagram, JacquelineFable. I always love to hear from you. I want to give a shout out to those of you who came out to the International Women's Day Breakfast in Boston and also the Montclair Literary Festival, Uh, both really awesome events I got to be part of recently. And I love always when you come up and introduce yourselves that I can picture your delightful faces when I am in my closet recording this podcast. So keep it up. Unscrewed is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with the establishment who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.